0: Hello, and welcome to the Nudge Podcast, a bi-weekly podcast designed to help you experience the community, students, faculty, and staff of Warburg Theological Seminary in Dubuque, Iowa. I am Eric Heitz, here with our Director of Admissions, Jackie Baumhober.
1: Hi there, how are you? Glad to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: And we are excited to have you join us today as we learn and discern. So let's get into today's show. Welcome to our second ever Warburg Theological Seminary admissions department podcast called The Nudge. My name is Eric Heitz, the admissions associate here at Warburg. And today we're joined by Reverend Dr. Ann Fritschel, who is our professor of Hebrew Bible here at Warburg. Hello, folks. <laughs> and I'm also here joined by Jackie Baumhover, our Director for Admissions. Hi, good morning. Dr. Fritchell, you had asked us today if we could look at Luke one thirty through 38. Um, so I'll go ahead and read that and then we can uh, discuss it a bit. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her who was said to be barren. For nothing is impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here am I, a servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her.
1: Eric, um, I love this. In fact, I think we used this for considering your call. One of my first years, uh, at Warburg, this particular verse, but, um, Anne, do you, I know this one kind of jumped out at you. Do you want to kind of talk a little bit about why? Yeah, th- there are two reasons.
2: Um, the first is, is more kind of contextual than anything. Luke's beginning his gospel. And there's a way where he's grounding things in old, but leading to the new. So, so there's a grounding in traditional. So prior to this, we've heard about Zechariah, a really good Hebrew Bible name, and Elizabeth found nowhere in the Hebrew Bible, having a, going to have a child. And the idea of a barren woman having a child is really common in the Hebrew Bible. And then we meet Mary, a good Hebrew Bible name, but something new, a virgin having birth. That's not in the Hebrew Bible at all. So, so Luke is trying to say, it, God is building on the past and, and grounding God's future actions in the past, but we have to be open to God working in totally new ways, totally unexpected ways, that that God is bounded by God's faithfulness, but not by the past. It can't be, well, we've never done it that way before type of thinking. And so uh, that's always been important for me as I think about calls and what God might be calling me into that, that there's patterns, there's tradition that is rich, but I really have to be open to the unexpected and the unknown because God does new things. Hmm. The other thing I like about this text is is how Martin Luther talks about it. Mary basically in, in a Christmas sermon says, "Who am I that this should happen?" "Who am I?" And and Martin Luther talks about it in two ways. The first of all that God's call is always a call of grace. It's not based on who we are or what we have done. It is is God's choosing us and and all of that. And then the second part of his talking about that, Grace, is what today we would call the imposter syndrome. Mary's saying, who am I? I'm just some <laughs> young girl, you know, type of thing. And, and you're telling me this is going to happen. And it's the imposter syndrome is that if people really knew who I was and really understood me, <laughs> They no, right get me out of the room <laughs> you, know, you yep. long and and that's not only been a part of my own life but I see that with so many students and I, and I want to tell them folks it's so common they have a name for it <laughs> you know, a lot of us feel this way right and that's Ugh. where God's grace comes back again it's about the God who calls us mm. you know and and so in my own life, this has kind of resonated with me, not that I'm claiming to be Mary or as important of that, but I think it's a typical call story. But we're so used to call stories like Moses and the burning bush or, or other stories that, that um, we don't often hear the call stories of, of women in scriptures yeah. that are really vital to us today, too.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. I never really thought about that in terms of like call stories of women, right? Like you really don't. I mean, like the ones that are mainstream and the ones that we all kind of know, right, are are the men um, in the Bible, which is really interesting. I think, and, and and I don't know too, but like, I feel like even like those call stories with, you know, like Moses and the burning bush, right? Okay, that seems a little bit more I mean, it's, you know, crazy that a bush would go up in flames and then immediately be put out and it's totally fine. But in this case, like we're talking about like conceiving a child without the act of like that, like, to me, like, it's like another level of like impossible, but at the same time, right. Like it's a great reminder that those call stories in whatever capacity it looks like are unique to us right? It's very individualized. It's not the same as Moses. It's not the same as, you know, Mary in this case, right? Just like, it's not the same for me as it is for Eric or as it is for you, Anne. And so I think it's interesting that they're not all the same because we're not all the same.
2: Right. They're not all the same. And, you know, what I think of when I think of some of the women leaders in the Hebrew Bible, like Miriam, who, who is called a prophet um, Deborah, who's a judge and a leader of the whole people, we never hear their call stories. We just meet them living out their daily lives mm-hmm. and living into the call that God has given them. Interesting. Yeah. And, and it, on the one hand, it really makes me wonder what their call story was, or if it was just a gradual awareness as they lived out their lives, Mm. that, that God was leading them in this direction and that what they were doing was what God wanted them to do. And then maybe a twist here, a turn there, but you know, that for some of us, we're not going to have a burning bush or an angel come talking to us, but the slow discernment in daily life. And, and that seems to be the way that women are called in the Hebrew Bible, but the men get more dramatic stories, you know, but
0: (laughs) hang on. I'm taking notes for future phone calls with perspective.
1: (laughs) I think, but even (laughs) that right there, like that Mm. in and of itself, you know, like demonstrates again, another Avenue by which right. Discernment happens. It's not, you know, I think there, there, there is some confusion and I'm so glad that you said that, Anne, because there is some confusion, right? And there are, we, I mean, Eric and I deal with so many prospective students who go, oh, I don't have a burning bush-like moment, right? I don't have that, like, you know, here I am, follow me moment. It's more of this kind of nudge along the way. And I wish there was that one thing that I could point to, but there isn't. So does that mean I'm not called? And it's like, wait a minute. And so pointing out the women of the Hebrew Bible, like, whew, That, I mean, that's a whole nother avenue of call story, right? That is, you know, more of a nudge than it is of a, you know, flashy neon sign. Why do you think, okay, maybe this is a side note and a tangent, uh, but why do you think, are there any, is there anything out there like other scholarly works or, you know, things that people have kind of unpacked about what those call stories could potentially be?
2: Not that I'm aware of. That doesn't mean that they aren't out there. But not that I'm aware of, you know, I, I think we get so caught up in the big, obvious call stories and stuff mm-hmm. that we don't think about these other ones, you know, and, and I do think it'd be worth exploring a bit more. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. absolutely. Sorry. That was my, own... No. <laughs> my <laughs> own tangent of curiosity, which here I am, right? Interested now in the Hebrew Bible. Come on. Who am I? <laughs> You know, you wouldn't have caught that five years ago, Anne. I wouldn't okay. have asked that question. So, well, but I agree with you, Jackie. That
2: I think for many of us, if not most of us, the Holy Spirit works through nudging. You know, and mm-hmm. and and that's why the questioning continues so much, because the nudge is that the Holy Spirit is it something else. You know. Mm-hmm and and of course when we have sunday school they teach the big stories you know and stuff which i think is a shame because i think most of us would say that the holy spirit nudges us rather than burning yes. bushes
0: the, holy elbow, the yeah, Dude, <laughs> holy elbow to the ribs yeah stronger
1: and stronger the elbow to the ribs
0: <laughs> hey
1: that's awesome i love that Yep. it's perfect because and i don't know if you knew this or not but our podcast is called the nudge so there we go
0: there, there it go. is
1: rounded out yeah. so okay oh, go ahead sorry i was going to say i did
2: have a burning bush moment so <gasps> i'd like to share that with talk you talk about it Please. yes, Please yes. it also gets to something else in this text um so Years ago, before there were lots of convenience stores connected to gas stations, often what you had was like a a pop machine on the outside of a gas station. And I was trying to discern whether or not I wanted to go to seminary. It was taking a while because I'd never thought about it growing up. That was just not on my radar screen. I, Mm. you know, that wasn't going to be it. But my family has a lot of pastors in it, so I knew they would be happy. But am I doing it for them? Am I doing <laughs> it because God is calling me? You know, I mean, things like that, right?
1: Wait, your family has a lot of pastors in it?
2: Yeah, my dad's the only unordained male.
1: <laughs> I never would have guessed that with the last name.
2: No, yeah, like they have a building here, rooms here. A lot of- <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, Um, I, I was driving and I was praying saying, God, if you can only give me some sort of sign, what, you know, what, what do you want? And I pulled over. And at one time there used to be a thing called talking Coke machines, except I didn't realize it. I put money in the Coke machine to get a Coke and this big voice from heaven booms, make your choice. I, 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 I got it. I'm going. I'm going, I'm going I'm here, okay. I, I asked for something. You've given it to me. Hearts beating. Boom, 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 boom. I can barely stand. And then I finally push the button, and the voice says,
0: Thank you for choosing the Oh.
2: I, I <laughs> thought it was a burning bush for a moment, <laughs> and then realized it wasn't. But and and that's not the only reason why I went to seminary. I don't want to okay, that good, okay, good
0: idea. You know,
2: but I really realized, you know, maybe I don't want a direct message from God. You know, that if God were to hear or send me an angel, that I could recognize an angel. I'd be terrified, you know? And so maybe nudging became just fine for me after that. (laughs) (laughs) And and so when, you know, so when the angel here says, you know, don't be afraid, Mary, I can fully understand that. (laughs) That's common language. And it always means that God's about to do something good when God says, be not afraid. There's really good news coming, but you know, to to experience something of the Holy Divine without any kind of blanket, you know, any barriers. Um, when I thought it was happening to me, I almost had a heart attack. So <laughs> I was kind of there Yeah. There.
1: That's can- interesting because May talks may prasad talks about the fact and i forget eric do you remember but she says how many times in the bible do not be afraid or some variation right be not afraid um is you all over the
0: place
1: yeah Yeah, but she 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 told us one time and i forget when she because she was unpacking the isaiah text uh, Mm um particularly uh for us isaiah 43 too so um it's interesting that that's always, right. It's always like the go-to, like I'm here, do not be afraid. Right. First and foremost, don't be scared. Um, and that reminder is so granted, right. You're, you're anxious and you're nervous and you're scared and whatever, but it's so comforting, right. The, the first thing, you know, do not be afraid, not I am God, bow down to me, right? Like, it's do not be afraid. It's just this very approachable, right? <laughs> very uh, friend-like. That's the first thing that God chooses to say, you know?
0: And the yeah. first thing you want to say, cool, I won't be afraid. Could you do some less scary stuff then? <laughs>
1: <'Cause this> <laughs> is- <laughs> I just wanted a Coke. <laughs> I just wanted
0: a Coke. <laughs>
1: oh my gosh that's too funny I think and that's you know that's really good to hear um particularly right I never really thought about it like the nudge as like the most (laughs) the most beneficial way uh to be (laughs) the easiest to digest uh way to be to be called um and I think that kind of gets at our humanness, right? When it's right in front of us, we often don't want to look at it or are scared of it. But then when it's nudged, we often complain that it's not right in front of us. Um, and so, you know, that's the, the very human response to that. And gosh, if I were God, I would just be frustrated. <laughs>
2: well, I mean, there is that tension because you'd like to have more certainty. But but that certainty, I think, comes with a cost, you know, and, you know, and I think even when God nudges, it's like, you know, if you don't go this direction and you go some other direction, that's okay too. You know, I can work with that. You know, I don't think it's ever an either or with with God.
1: And um, I think I agree. I think that's it. Right. Like, that's why a, you know, God's not puppet master right like it's not like you're gonna do this and this is where you're gonna go and this is what you're gonna do right it's walking with on that journey and so it's ambiguous because humans are involved and we end up you know going down 92 paths before we find you know a, a one that feels like we should be going down it now you know um and, and we have a lot of, we, right? We have a lot of prospective students. I mean, and there are a lot of people out there that, you know, we're like, oh, do I do Yegum? Or do I do a year of service? Do I take some time off? Do I leave this job? Do I, you know, whatever uh, to start seminary? And it's like, okay, well, you could do both. I mean, you could start one and then if it doesn't feel right, you could jump into something else. And um, that's, that's an awkward feeling for a lot of people i think because it's so uncertain it's so uncertain you know we're in this very forward thinking society what are you going to be when you grow up where are you going to go to college what's your major what are you going to do when you graduate right i mean it's very forward thinking and this is very introspective right it's i'm not sure <laughs> and and that's you know this tension right between uh, what god is calling us to do and our purpose um and what feels good versus what makes money or what we should do or
0: fill in and the and also make all these decisions at the age of 18 as well right <laughs> what you're going to do for the rest of your life
1: <laughs> and i think yeah. that's interesting because there's no wrong answer hmm. i like in first corinthians 4 1 you know being a servant of the lord here right that's referenced in luke but it also comes up in, in obviously in other areas uh, but in 1st corinthians it says you know we are both servants and stewards and i love that because it's not a responsibility right to to completely just go along the way right and do nothing but steward right but we also have to live it we also have to uh, be a servant, right? So we have to help others and bring others along in the journey with us. But then we also have to serve ourselves too. And I think that's where a lot of kind of struggle comes in with, you know, being okay with doing something for yourself and also doing something for others. And that there's a rub there of like what I should be doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, to me, I think
2: sometimes the hardest thing that people do to themselves are all these shoulds and oughts and all these kinds of expectations that they put on themselves and, and then feel like, well, I can't be that person, so I'm not going to go there or, or try to, to live to certain expectations and who knows where they came from, you know, and, and are unhappy doing that. When it's like, you know, God called you as you are now, you may grow, you may develop, but, you know, God is working through who you are and um, to, you know, to, to live into that and let go of some of these shoulds and oughts type of thing.
0: yeah, Boxes that we try to cram ourselves into and we don't always fit. Because some of us have a little extra chub that doesn't fit into boxes. (laughs) Yes.
1: I was going to use the square peg round hole analogy, but hey, sure, extra chub. (laughs)
2: Somehow feel like we're playing a bingo game and I don't have a card sheet here.
0: (laughs) All right. right. And thank thank you so much. Yes. Thank you.
1: This was so much fun. I'm so glad. Um and thank you for saying yes and for giving us some time here this morning and yeah, thank you. Yeah, no, you're mm-hmm.
2: welcome and it it worked out fine. So, right. you're welcome. Glad to Always glad to to join in for a bit of laughter and a bit of discussion of the Bible, you know.
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> Twist your arm and all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, thanks awesome. so much.
0: Well, thank you again. And there we have it. Thank you again for listening this week and for joining us for our conversation with Reverend Dr. Ann Fritchell. If you'd like to learn more about Wartburg Theological Seminary, you can visit us on our website at wartburgseminary.edu or you can email us directly at admissions at wartburgseminary.edu. And as always, peace be with you. And now for a few outtakes that didn't quite make the cut for this week's episode.
2: Yeah, I'm such a great teacher. They named the building after me.
1: Forget Oh, they name. heard
0: the Coke story, and they were like, on the, right. the building. Yeah.
1: It's incredibly <laughs> intimidating.
0: <laughs> and of his kingdom, there will be... Well, that's not going to make it into the episode. Click.